Theater of Heels, Chapter 8, The Most Important Meal of the Day. You could do this, Erica. She gripped her bathroom sink and stared at her reflection. This is just another setback, that's all. A speed bump on the highway of life. I mean, even Einstein had to work as a patent clerk before he achieved his success. I still have three PhDs. That's pretty awesome, right? She looked away, blinking. Yeah, that's great. Someone hammered on the door. Erica screamed and almost fell into the bathroom. Erica! A voice called. Are you okay? She scowled. Cedric! A little privacy, please! You're not giving yourself another pep talk in the mirror again, are you? Cedric asked. No. She gave the mirror a sideways glance. All right, all right. Just finish your mantra and come and get some breakfast. I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, my brother's handsome. Go away. Chuckling through the door, Cedric walked away. Jerkwad, she said in her breath. I love you too, he called from further away. Minutes later, she walked into the small apartment kitchen she shared with her brother. Cedric, dressed in his police uniform, looked up from his bacon and eggs and smiled. Looking good, sis. Erica flushed as she looked down at her one-piece coveralls with the Cape Court's logo on her left breast. You really think so? Of course he does, said another voice. Erica's head whipped around. Mom? Dad? On a tablet, leaning against a ketchup bottle and the salt and pepper shakers, were her parents on the screen. Her mother regarded her with a plump, ever-present smile. Beside her beaming was Erica's dad with his leathery skin and balding head. Erica glared at her brother. You called our parents? He most certainly did not, said her dad. We called him. We wanted to see you before your big day. It's not every day that my little girl gets to go work for the Capes Corps. Ethan is as a glorified grease monkey like her old man. Erica's eyes closed as she massaged her temple. I told you before, Dad. I'm a support technician. I'll be able to work on all their equipment. I could work on anything from their jets to their training robots. I am not a glorified grease monkey. Of course you're not. Her mom lightly smacked her dad's arm. Harold, don't say things like that to her. You'll hurt her feelings. Her mom looked her up and down. You look adorable, sweetie. Cedric, take a picture of your sister. What? No, Mom, I... A flash came from Cedric's cell phone. Sure can. Cedric! He ignored her as he tapped on his phone. Here you go, Mom. I just sent it to you. On the screen, Erica's mom held up her cell phone. Oh, look at you. My little girl's all grown up. She tapped the phone a few more times. There, that's my new profile picture. Erica stared daggers at her brother, who smiled back at her as he obstinately ate his bacon. Now remember, the city is not as safe as our town or the academy, her dad chimed in. Erica rolled her eyes. You mean the same academy where guys who could level city blocks when they had impromptu sparring matches? Never you mind that, he waved a remark away on the screen. 
Do you still have that pepper spray your mother and I gave you for your birthday? Dad, you do know I still have all the other equipment I built in the trunk of my car, including my energy pistol. Cedric arched an eyebrow. You mean your now illegal and unlicensed equipment? She stuck her tongue out at him before looking back at her dad. Yes, Dad, I still have the can of pepper spray in my backpack. Her father smiled at her. Good girl. Cedric said, You really should hang your pepper spray on your keychain. Fueling her irritation, Erica glared at him. Why are you even up? I thought you were in the night shift this rotation. Cedric took another bite of his bacon. I am, but today's a court day. For all those speeding tickets you keep handing out? Asked her dad. Cedric shrugged. Something like that. Mom frowned. I do hope you're being careful out there, Cedric. It's awfully dangerous. I don't want you to get hurt. Who would take care of your sister then? Erica rolled her eyes. Mom, I could take care of myself. Sure you can, dear. She placated. Seriously. Seriously. Why couldn't you pick a less dangerous career like your sister? I like being a police officer, Mom. Cedric said. It's exciting. Well, my heart can't take much more excitement. Thank goodness your sister chose a nice, safe profession after all those years and with that superhero business. I still don't know why she couldn't work in my shop instead of moving into the city with Cedric, grumbled her dad. Cedric rolled his eyes. Come on, dad. You would have paid her less than minimum wage and charged her rent. No, I wouldn't, her father said indignantly. I was going to make her a full partner. Picture this. Belfry and daughter's garage. He waved his hand for effect. Kind of has a nice ring to it. Despite her annoyance, she smiled at him. That's sweet, Dad. But it's not what I want. Well, I don't see why you want to pour salt on your old wounds by working at the Capes Corps, said her dad. Erica rolled her eyes. You guys know I'm not going to stay at this job forever. The superhero bylaw states that I can try three more times for a license, provided I'm allowed a six-month period to pass the first. In three months, I'm going to try out again. Cedric focused on his food while her dad scratched his head and looked away. Her mom sighed. Sweetie, are you sure that's a good idea? Erica tilted her head. Why don't you think it's a good idea, Mom? Oh, honey. You were so heartbroken after the... incident? During your exit interview? Do you really want to put yourself through all that again? Shouldn't you just leave well enough alone? Erica looked at them all, trying to process what they said. I can't do that, Mom. I have to try. It took Edison 10,000 attempts to get the light bulb to work. Well, it took the inventors working for Edison 10,000 attempts, but you get the point. Why wouldn't I at least try three times? This is my dream, guys. I just can't let it go. Her mom frowned. Are you sure this is meant to be, sweetie? Most of, the other, most of those other costume folks have superpowers. You're my special girl, can you lift a car? Erica grimaced. 
Why was lifting cars always the litmus test for being an effective superhero? By that standard, every Jack created was truly heroic. Sensing Erica's defenses were down, her mother struck. Sweetie, you are 17 years old with three doctorates. Sweetie, you are 17 years old with three doctorates. The world is yours for the taking. You could set your sights on any number of goals. You could teach at almost any university, and companies would line up around the block just to interview you for their research and development positions. You could start your own business? Why should you break your back to prove to these masked folks that you're worth something? Erica looked at her mom as her words melted back the anxiety she felt over the past three months. You really think all that? Her mom smiled. You know I do. We all do. Erica smiled. Cedric said, We're all here for you, kiddo. All the way. Yeah, added her dad. Besides, why would you want to do all this superhero nonsense after you shot your dean? Clearly, that's not the profession for you. If the next few moments had a soundtrack, everyone in the room would have heard a record scratch. Well, everyone except for Erica, who only heard her thundering pulse as her father's words echoed in her skull. Her mom's eyes went wide as Cedric slapped his forehead with his palm. Damn, he said under his breath. Erica ran on the screen. What's that supposed to mean? Her dad looked back at her, apparently shocked at her shift from amiable to homicidal. He looked to his wife for support and only found a slippery chasm lubricated with oil. Furious with her husband for derailing her encouragement, Erica's mom stomped down on his fingers and let him plummet into the pit. She waved him forward. Yes, Howard. What did you mean? Floundering between the searing stares of the two women he loved most in the world, her dad mumbled, It's just that. Maybe your talents are better served elsewhere. Who's to say where my talents are best served? Eyes darting around, her dad licked his lips. Well, um, your school did. You shot your dean, didn't you? Howard! Hissed her mother. Still under his hand, Cedric groaned. Oh, dad... Erica went rigid as she faced her father. I told you it was an accident. It could have happened to anyone. Yes, but honey, if that happened to me in the Army's basic training, I would have been thrown into prison. Erica's eyes bulged. Yes, I know accidental discharge of your weapon would have gotten you in prison in the Army. Don't you think I haven't thought of that? Honey, I... Erica cut him off. Listen, Dad, Mom, I have to finish getting ready. I'll talk to you later tonight, okay? She reached down for the tablet. Her mom said, Okay, honey, uh, we lo- Erica hit the end button on the video feed, still glaring at the tablet. Cedric let out a low whistle. <whistles> Man, I do not envy Dad right now. He snorted. <laughs> There's a man who's going to be sleeping on the couch for a month if he's lucky. Erica stabbed a finger at the tablet. Do you believe the nerve of them? Cedric took another bite of his bacon and chewed thoughtfully. 
I tried to discourage their call, but when can any of us ever tell Mom no? Erica nodded, but the weight of their pep talk crashed into the pit of her stomach. Cedric? He looked at her. Do you think pursuing the superhero thing is a mistake? You know I do, kiddo, he said matter-of-factly. Doesn't mean that I don't support you. All of us do. Yeah, but Dad said... Cedric waved her off. You know, Dad. If there's a wrong way to say it, he's your man. That doesn't mean he doesn't want the best for you. We're all behind you 100%. She smiled. As for the superhero thing, I think you're better than all that. Why go running around in spandex chasing glory? It's more than that, said Erica. I want to help people. There's more ways to help people than jumping face first into the front lines. Says the man wearing a badge, Erica countered. Touche, he said. Now sit down and eat. Your breath is getting cold. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, The Skies Embrace, is an epic fantasy that follows the exploits of the crew of the skyship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.